So I, the first time I ever did a room tone, I was 17 and I was a director on this like pilot shoot. It was a very cool thing that like kids got to do. And I didn't know that no one told me we're going to do room tone. I just went to the bathroom and everyone heard me flush the toilet. <laughs> and it was awful as a 17 year old to do that because now I had a bunch of adults looking at me knowing I had just gone to the bathroom. It's very, very hard on me. Emotionally, obviously, it's still twenty years later bothering me. Not, well, no, I'm not forty. You're what? forty. You're the old one. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thanks Happy for me. birthday yesterday, Nick, and welcome to the first recording ever of the You Don't Know Nick podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I think my yesterday birthday made me officially old. I don't know so, what what is the, what's the birthday that makes you officially old? I think. The the, I think the birthday that makes you old is the one that thinks that they is the is the one that when you think you're old, you're old. Oh. Like now that you think you're old, you're old. Well, I guess so. Because are do you want people to know how old you are as we're doing this? Oh, is that a thing? Well, here's that- the thing. Well, <laughs> <is that> a <laughs> thing? <laughs> so the whole premise of this podcast is you are not I, I i so you're a zennial i was i was doing research you're a zennial a zennial yeah you're the small pocket of people uh that aren't quite gen x and are not millennials but have cachet let's say in both worlds so like there's like a three or four year period where they don't know what to do with you guys <laughs> <laughs> so they're Which, calling us Zennial? Zennials. Uh it's it's not great. No, it's not a really great name. But I'm also not really proud to be like, hey, I'm a millennial. It's not like it's great, you know. There's I don't know that any of these names are meant to I mean, I guess are they focusing on the Zen? Like is that like we're we're supposed to be something Zen about us? I we're think you're looking sort of... too hard <laughs> into it. Oh, you know what though? I kind of that you you're the balance between the two mm-hmm. there yeah. i like that that's a good approach at first i thought it was just a dumb name but now that i realize that they're going for the zen angle who's to maybe. say someone thought that through i bet you you're the only person who has that angle on it well then how else do they come up with zennial so you thought i know everything i don't know that well, you <laughs> we, looked we, it up you I, did look it up i didn't look it up i talked to, to people fair. but then i said i looked it up okay so you and Terry Gamble. This is completely anecdotal. <laughs> you have no basis have for no reference idea. whether or not this is true or not. I've, I've never heard ter- this in my entire life, which we've already established <laughs> is relatively long. <laughs> the, t- the title of this podcast can't be Jessica's an armchair expert because that's Dak Shepard's podcast. But I relate very hard to thinking I know a lot of things and talking about it with confidence, even though I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. How about that? Oh, good. That's good. I, so, I possess I possess that quality too. I think. Anytime someone says that there's something, it's likely that they're lying. So. Yeah, that's why I said I think. So it oh, really kind of. It's very nice. Okay, wait. Yeah. Okay, so your name is Nick. People don't know you. Who are you? What do you do? How old are you? Why do we care wait, I th- about you? I thought we said we weren't doing my age. No one said no. I'm just saying you asked. Sh- are we? No, you asked. Are we? And I said, Oh, no. are we? Play back the tape. You said. Do you want people to know your age? And I said, oh, do I not? And then you looked and at you me. And you said, are we? 
you, I don't think they need to know your exact age. I think that they can know that you're in the Xennial. And that you're in, you're in a pocket. That's not too hard to find. And I wouldn't say you're t- wholly out of touch, right? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, on pop culture, I'm about as, I'm pretty, I'm pretty far out of touch when it comes to pop culture. But does that matter to you? Mm, not so much, though it does make casual conversation difficult. Um, with someone like myself, but not with other old people like yourself. No, but even then, I'm maybe more out of touch than older people like myself. Even though you're really old, and even though you don't know a bunch of stuff, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Because I'm sure I'm going to learn some things too, right? Yeah, that's, think, that feel, it feels really good to hear that. I just want you to know that. Uh, how do you think we're doing so far? <laughs> uh, I think it's great. And if anybody's still listening, congratulations. Uh, you're in store for a hell of a lot more. Nick, you have a lot of Jess. hair. Are you aware of that? Oh, I'm fully aware. Can you do me a favor and just for people who have never seen a picture of you and will never see a picture of you, can you give them a description of how much hair you have? <laughs> I have a, a nice, full, robust beard uh, at the moment and a and a nice, good head of hair. Would you benefit from like something that could tame you in one way or another? You can't tame this. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But what if I this. told you I could give you 15% off? Of something that could. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, uh, sure, I'll say yes. I mean, I don't really have, I mean, not to get specific, but. I'm not asking for specifics. I don't think the you audience kind of, is. You kind of did. I'm giving leading questions, sure. Yeah, you are. I know where you're headed, but look. I'm headed to smoothmyballs.com oh. slash YDKN pod. In order to give our listeners 15% off on the Turf Chopper 3.0. So is that where you thought I was heading? Who doesn't need the Turf Chopper 3.0? I mean, you don't have to be uh, as hairy as I am to want to do a little bit of manicuring down there. But at the end of the day, too, if you're going to shave your balls or manicure your merkin which is totally possible you also want to be clean so we're also offered we're getting um offered a nice discount for people that are listening to our podcast for bubbles and things soaps which i can personally attest to being just absolutely wonderful and how i take care of my body which is not very hairy a regular amount of hair you have a regular amount of hair i would say an unsurprising amount of hair my head of hair is thick but fine so i have a lot of fine hair and that's and that's about it so having that sort of skin makeup allows the bubbles to form in a way that my body won't allow um, that's impo- you have more friction can't you get more bubbles that way think about it. you just you don't even need a, a rag you can just rub a soap <laughs> bar up against your body that's like that's like a winner right there you're probably right. You're, I you're am right. right. Do you not clean your body? <laughs> oh, I do, but I don't count the bubbles as I go. Uh, but maybe I need to do this. Uh, what's it called again? You need to smooth your balls with Turf Chopper 3.0 with using the YDKN pod code. And then, but buy bubbles and things soaps with our YDK Nick code at 
bubblesandthingssoaps.com and get yourself a special discount for just listening to this podcast and you'll be clean and shaven. I think that concludes our sellout period. So I have a couple questions before we get into things that you definitely don't know. Um, And I'm calling this segment the stop collab. No, wait, the stop calibrate and listen. And this is the only time this will ever happen because we don't need to keep on asking you these questions. It's for people who are listening to this for the first time so they can get a sense of what you know and where it ends and where it begins with regards to like Xennial, Millennial, Gen X, Gen Z stuff. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. So what's the first thing you think of when someone says to you Gen X? First thing I think of when someone says to me Gen X, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, guitars, uh, the movie Singles. Um, remember this movie Singles? No? Yeah. There you go. It's sort of kind of like an al- alternative rock mm-hmm. um, makes me think of Gen X. Like Seattle and Flannels kind of thing? No, not even, right? Yeah. You start getting into that. It's, I mean, it's, it, that's where that moved into that. I think, yeah, Gen X became, you know, that is very Gen X too. But that also starts to bleed in. Once you start talking too hardcore, like the grunge, that, that really gets right in the middle of, well, I guess it's when Gen Xers are in at full. At their heyday, right? They're at their heyday, Yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking a good catch-all term for the way you associate a Gen X to V is like analog. A lot, a lot of things are still like can be touched and I'm going to put my tape in and I'm going to mm. turn, you know, like I don't need mm-hmm. to press my phone to turn up the volume. You know, let me put my vinyl on. Even even vinyls were antiquated by that time, but there was still like a reverence for, I feel like John Cusack in High Fidelity is a really great Gen X example. There you go. Wouldn't another you say? music another music movie. Is Singles a music movie and I don't know it? Um well Singles had a great soundtrack. Okay. That's oh, what it's look, all about. I just looked it up. Singles is nineteen ninety two. But yeah, but it was the, the, the actors of that were very Gen X, that the themes were very Gen X. Um As far as you understand it. Yes. To be to be fair. Uh so what, what's the first thing that comes to mind when someone says millennial? Like, oh, hey, I'm going to sh- introduce you to my millennial friend. What do you think you're going you're gonna to meet? Now, look, this is, I mean, I'm just going to go. I'm just going with the first thing that comes to mind. And this is, to- this is totally not fair because this is somehow mentally conditioned on me. But spoiled was the first thing that came to mind, which, which is not fair. I don't know why that is. I think that is some sort of social conditioning. Um, but when I go deeper into it, once I start to learn what millennial is, um, I think that is a sort of kind of like an older person's judgment of younger people. You know what I mean? But I'm not that far away from being a millennial. So it's really weird. But I also think I, when I originally heard millennial, I thought of people like born in the 90s, right? I didn't realize sure. millennials stretch back to you know, people born in the early 80s. Yeah, and you're probably attributing it to the Paris Hiltons, Nicole Richies, and, like, because those were the examples of the youth and, like, the heyday youth for us, wouldn't you say? Like, that's a spoiled... 
really small subsect of what millennials really are. And also, I think that uh, reflects the social group that you're in, that that's your opinion or your stereotype, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, instant gratification may be another way of looking at it. Ah, which I think, totally. You know, which is maybe a nicer way of saying spoiled, but needing that sort of like instant instant gratification. Well, and to give, just because this is something I am um, and <laughs> have lived the truth of the millennials, um, we were raised on silver platter 80s credit card ideals and then ran into a recession and didn't have anything that was mm. promised to us. So whereas we may have been spoiled or maybe were to begin with, then it turned into this thrift store, I'm never going to own a home kind of thing. So mm -hmm. um, it's been, a, it, I would say we've been on both sides of that coin. And obviously you have different people in between and trust fund babies and shit like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense uh, because I see that and I see it being, I see it being very hard to navigate. And I, and as I learned that, I think I gained a lot more empathy um, because I've worked with a lot of millennials and I'm not one to really quickly label people and judge them. But as I started to understand different characteristics and I saw like the different attitudes towards work that they may have had than I had, um, you know, I, it, it forced me to kind of try to understand it a little bit better. Um, but I could, I could see that sort of like that point of view of like, well, if I want it, shouldn't I get it? And I was like, no, it doesn't really work that way. At least that's not the way I was raised. Right, I was right. raised if if you want it, you better work your ass off to get it, and you'll be lucky if you do. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, that is never something that I was. That was never a mindset I was ever raised with. I what? know. I know. It's crazy. But I will say, whereas I thought things were going to come to me naturally because I deserved them, uh, I didn't. Things even that I was promised then didn't come to fruition, and it taught me how to work, which I'm not ungrateful for. And so we all have our own subset of struggles, right, at the end of the day, and your challenges to deal with life and whatever you prepared for is different now. I'm not ungrateful for the many times I was told yes and then no, and then where I came from after that or where I, where I ended up after that. Yeah, and I've, I've totally seen that, and, I've, and, I, and I think that – and I've seen – people respond to that in a very positive way, like you're talking about. So um, it gave me definitely more respect. Um, and a lot of these, a lot of the examples that I'm talking about are all like super intelligent, very capable people like yourself who are capable of working hard, who are capable of all of that, but just seems like a mental adjustment that they <laughs> had to make at yeah. some point. Yeah, you know? totally. If not forced upon us, especially because of the recession. I didn't want to be one of those kids that was like, the recession's going to affect me. I wanted to be like, fuck that. I'll be the one person it doesn't. And that's just not how the world works, you know? And again, it was this sense of entitlement and specialism. And, you know, I'm sure I was literally, uh, this is way super in the weeds, but I, I, I went through a breakup and my dad goes, Jessica, you're 25, you're beautiful, you live in Los Angeles and you're white. It's fine. And <laughs> unfortunately, he wasn't wrong. I, I At that point, I went, oh, my father's a fucking blatant racist or a supremacist. But, it, but, he, but I had a lot of privilege going into this, even despite all the struggles. So last question of stop, collaborate, 
Wait, stop, calibrate, and listen. I can do it. What does Gen Z mean to you? TikTok? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's right. That's it. That's that all. It? That's it. You nailed it's it. it. It's TikTok. You nailed it. Do you know what TikTok is? I mean, I've more recently started to pay more attention. Yeah. And but by way by way of seeing it on Instagram, <laughs> which I don't really look at too much anymore. Um, Nick, you should have like five notifications about your birthday yesterday that you didn't see. So like. <laughs> You don't look at your in- you. You're such a bad social media person that it's not even. I can say whatever I want about you on social media with regards to this podcast, and it will never matter. Probably not. Probably, probably not. It's really sad, but that's not. You know, there's plenty of people my age, I think, who are just just fine at it, right? Maybe the thing is, is you're competent with social media. It's. I just don't think it's something you care about, which is not a big deal. I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't care about self-promotion, uh, which is probably bad as an actor. I, 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 I vacillate. I think it's um, a necessary evil, but it's also some people do just very fine without it. Uh, there's a world where you and I both get famous and we delete our social medias, right? Like that's just probably the, the end goal. But it does. I think we have a pretty good idea of what you don't know. Yeah? Would you say? Uh, I, I, what I, you tell me out there listening, do I know anything? Well, I guess we don't know yet. I, we don't um, know. Okay, so this is going to be the first thing that I'm going to, I don't I don't know that quiz is the fair term. And, and we'll, we'll, ca- we'll calibrate this as we go along in the many weeks of our podcast and many years, maybe. Who knows? I hope so. I hope Who this knows? is a linear thing. Who knows? It, it depends on how long I'm sufferable. So speaking of TikTok. It is official that certain things are no longer cool. Can you guess what those are? Ooh. Well, it's not dancing to some song, the same song that everybody else is dancing to. That clearly is still cool. Yeah, it's cool. Well, that's even cooler now because that's the thing. That's like what people do now. Oh, I mean, and that is <laughs> that has hit all ages. I've seen... Uh, that's the thing that that amazes me the most is when I it, and that's what I guess Instagram throws at me is people dancing to songs. Right. And, right. Yeah. Um, I have not gone into TikTok yet, and that's and that's part of my sort of like Unabomber paranoia brain of like, isn't that owned by the Chinese and they're going to get my personal information? I'm you know, there's still part of me that's like, no. Nah, I don't want them to have my personal information. I believe the one thing that Trump did good, the one thing, was make sure that an American-owned company owned it, uh, bought it. I think there was like a... a, a Did that officially happen? I think there was an executive order. That's all I knew that it had to happen within 30 days, so... Yeah, I don't know. I can't speak to as to whether it happened. I just knew that it was on the table that it was supposed to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can trust that anything that Trump said was going to happen. And... I am on the cynical side of this stuff where pretty much they probably have all of our information anyway. And they have enough of our recorded face to digitally reproduce us. I mean, look, totally. It's totally irrational. Um, but How I will not. How does Unabomber fall into that? The Unabomber oh. paranoia. Well, that may be a Gen X thing because Unabomber I know totally the Unabomber, but I just don't know what it means in that reference or in that context. Well, because he was he he was very much uh, against 
that's that's the sort of invasion of privacy. Oh, I see. Um, you know, taking away one's rights. Um, you know, I don't know his whole manifesto or anything like that. Um, but there was a but, paranoia aspect. I see. When you said paranoia, that's basically what you meant. Yeah, like not wanting people to know, like wanting to respect my privacy. Oh, you because know, back in the Gen X days, that was easy to do. Yeah, easy. Nowadays, which is why it's irrational, because I I've already given mo- everybody my personal information right. online constantly. Um, but I still, I think I still hold on to some, you know, old world mindset of like. I'm not going to go too, too far. I think that you and I can share that. I I always check in with myself as to how much I'm willing to share on social media and how much I'm not willing to share. I I definitely have opinions as to uh, what I feel is too much or too much a cry for help, let's say. Um, But there's a girl that queefs on TikTok and is is famous. This is what she does. She queefs dances two songs and did you ever think there'd be a day that 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 would happen oh man i mean yeah see gen z and i'm sure every generation says this but uh that's the the pop culture of gen z makes me scared for my daughter god it makes me so scared but i'm sure everybody's gone through this i'm sure my generation made my parents scared you know I mean, heck, my my mom was like, thought ACDC meant against Christ, devil's companion, you know, so she took away my music, um, the same music that I now play for my two-year-old daughter, and I don't have any qualms about it. So, you know, things things evolve and change. Um, but queefing on cue? Yeah, that's... <laughs> hey, it's a skill. That, it's a skill. <laughs> and knowing that you can like just access that casually... But then also, like, you know, I've gone down, like I said, the only really TikTok rabbit hole I've gone down is, like, is people dancing. And it's primarily girls and very often young girls. And they're all wearing, wearing like, not like young, young, but, you know, teenagers. No, and Nick, this is showing, you're getting shown this because this is what you're looking at. This is what's confusing me. Like, no, you go to the... You there's go, plenty you, of men dancing to TikToks out there and you fell down the hole of pretty young women. When Let's when I go to <laughs> now hold up when I go to search like I want to search like a friend like find somebody right you go you hit the search feed you hit the little eyeglass icon I don't know the only sure. the only reels that come up are well I guess I don't know, there's some guys too I've seen some guys I'm gonna dancing. say this is my conspiracy theory brain it's probably because they know that you're a male and you have a penchant Pos- towards possibly. females I'm gonna say. But Possibly. that's just a little bit of conspiracy. I mean, it's just like how when you mention Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut now is like going to be an ad that shows up on your phone. And, we, you know, they know that that's that's what happens. So my question now is because I still we still haven't gotten to what is no longer cool based off of what TikTokers think. But have you seen the yoga pants, the viral TikTok yoga pants? No, I'm okay. not familiar with viral TikTok. I'm going to show you a picture, and we're just going to get your first reaction to it, okay? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) Oh. Are those implants? They are not (laughs) implants. That is what these pants do. Wait, what? 
This is what so the pants do this. The pants do this to the booty and they're Wait. all the rage. Oh my god. So I have seen this before and I swear to you, I thought I thought like, oh my god. Butt, butt implants is becoming really popular or people are like really working out their butt a Right, lot. right, right, right. So this is just the pant? The, the pant that's driving people that like booties insane. Oh my God. I, th- I didn't know. I, I have seen, I think maybe just on Instagram or whatever, a plethora of large yoga. And then here, here it is. Here we are. I, I, yeah. So welcome to this world. Of yoga pants. So wait, so this was cool, but it's not cool no, anymore? No, this is cool. This has nothing to do with not cool. This is cool. This is cool. This is currently cool. This is currently cool. Now, wait, what happened? I don't... But this is just... But it's Instagram or TikTok, so it's just all about the picture. It's not about real life. It's not like... Do they wear this in real life? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think... I think... Hmm. I think they can. I think people... Like, there's videos of, like... Like wives like putting them on and the husband like walking in unsuspectingly and like, oh my God, you know, like being all super attracted to their wife <laughs> because they're wearing these pants. Or it's your wife, you know the truth. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but men are visual or people that are attracted to women or those those butts are it's we're visual people. It's still something different, right? I think it's a choice that someone might make. Whether to go to the gym wearing those or not, I'm sure people do it because pretty much people go to the gym now just to get pictures or TikTok videos, right? Anyway. Oh, so, my God. Uh, at the end of the day, if you're comfortable with the attention that it will garner, this is a real life thing. Great. Do they make them for men? I think nothing here says for women only. Great. I'm and if get you're some. trying to go this direction, I, I, can, I got a guy. So... <laughs> According to TikTok, it is no longer cool for women or people to wear skinny pants. Have you heard this? Or skinny jeans? Have you heard the thing oh. about the skinny jeans? Oh, yeah. That's been a thing. And that you, that's a thing you know about? Well, that's been a – skinny jeans have been a thing for a de- at least a decade, right? Yes. And I just heard a reason why, and I'll, sh- I'll wait to share. And also, if you have a middle part, you're like just straight up millennial. Like, and it's not, so it's not cool if you're oh, a gen- I did. Yeah. I, th- I think I did hear this, yeah. but I didn't know which was the what. So it's the middle part is millennial, side part is now no, Gen you, Z. No, you, you screwed up. So it, no. <laughs> middle part, which is mm-hmm. why I tried today, is for Gen Z. It shows oh. that you're not a millennial. So the Gen Z has found a way to make fun of millennials by pointing out the fact that we all have side parts and wear skinny jeans. Which is so sad because that's all I wear. But I learned recently that there was a fiscal reason for that, which is fascinating, that when the recession hit, skinny jeans were popular then. And businesses weren't interested in taking gigantic risks anymore. So they just kept offering skinny jeans as opposed to challenging the fashion status quo. Oh, Okay. So, so it kind of more more than trying to stay young. I almost want to be like, well, f you then. I'll wear ba- baggy pants. I've been going the mom baggy boyfriend jean route for the last couple of years. Anyway, I still like skinny jeans. I, I'm trying to say I'm cool. Do you believe me? You super cool. No. Okay. No, I totally believe you. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Sure. I mean, but you're you're asking somebody who has no idea what cool is. Exactly. Well, yeah. That's why. So it's just, it's I can't. Just... I can't dine on that. I can't. There's no. <laughs> there's. I feel worse now. Actually. Um, okay. Another topic is. Wait. 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 Real quick. Uh, what are they wearing if they're not wearing skinny jeans? Baggy jeans or like baggy, baggy jeans. Pants. So they're coming. So they're going back to. To. I really hope jinkos don't come back, but. Uh, I think what's I think this was precipitated by some by in some way by the pandemic because people just didn't need to wear jeans every day, right? And you just didn't need to you could be comfy. There was like the sweatpants revolution. So I think in some ways it's being it, that's happening. But I guess I heard I feel like I heard somewhere that Gen Z is trying to there's a bit of a movement to look more like their Gen X and and you know with I don't know if that's true but with like what you're talking about with the hair part and the and I don't the, know that they know that they are getting bought and sold into early 90s culture it's it's very clear on the nose that that's what what's happening and as someone who has lived as long as I have now the reason why I think that's happening is because we were the kids that like myself that were like straight up 90s kids were starting to get advertised 90s nostalgia stuff and this happens right like the 90s were interested in the 70s kind of and like mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you have this like think about Peggy Sue got married had uh was looking back at like late 50s early 60s with like a uh, swoon or whatever i think because we were starting to get advertised really heavily on the internet 90s culture 90s and we were like the demo that you wanted to sell stuff to kids that are 15 or younger are seeing that as the societal norm Mm. potentially i'm sure it just has like a or maybe companies are like i didn't sell enough of these butterfly clips let's go you know (laughs) i've got (laughs) to reship them i i had butterfly clips they were very cute anyway i i didn't look good in clothing then i'm not gonna try now that's where I'm at with it. All right. I mean, yeah. No, yeah. Go ahead. I think Let's so. Go to the next. Yeah, we're moving on to the next thing. If I wanted to buy the next King of Leon's album, which is called When You See Yourself, what would I use to purchase it? Would now, I use no, what? I know the answer. But go ahead. You can give me the multiple choice. Fuck you, dude. I, no, no. It's okay. You run the podcast then. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited that I knew an answer. So give me the give me the multiple this is choice. So fucked up. Well, that's the. Th- it's okay. The okay. What I use? Do you want to, Do you want to start from the beginning? No, I just... we're keeping this. Do we use NFTs, DTFs, or Dogecoin? <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud of myself. Uh. DTFs? Uh, yeah, definitely DTFs. Um, uh, no, the answer uh, is the non-fungible token. Oh this my I know. goodness. Have you... This, I am... I think in the, recently I've gone... I'm all in on crypto. All in. So would you you understand it then? You, you... I'm trying to understand it, but I can... I understand it to a degree. Okay. Like I'm, I'm still in the learning phase. Um... But, uh, uh, but yeah, I've been steeping myself pretty deep into it. Um, 
in terms of, yeah, one, I, one, I think it's fascinating, but two, I started to become more of a, a retail investor. That, that was my pandemic thing. I think a lot of people did that. Start to become, start to use the time to look at how to, um, Diversify. <laughs> Other ways to make money. <laughs> uh, yeah, then that's why we're here doing this podcast. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, so then are you aware of its uh, carbon footprint impact then? Uh, yeah, yeah, to a degree. Um, I know that it's one of the things that needs to be addressed, um, but um, I haven't done enough research to know, but I do know that like, yeah, it takes a lot of energy to to support the blockchain. Yeah, I I and that's not necessarily me admonishing it because it is something that I think we will be underserved if we don't educate ourselves on what cryptocurrency is and how it it works. Um and there is like a necessary evil aspect to it, but it's kind of rings or it, it feels like it's, once again, the corporations are making us feel bad for them dumping pollution into a river or something like that. You know, like, we should, there's so many things that should be addressed about climate change and carbon footprint and us recycling, you know, a fucking glass bottle is going to be great, but it doesn't change things if everything's being made in plastic and we're burning oil. Yes, um, but this is different. How? Tell me. I actually don't know. Tell me, please. <laughs> Well, so yes, it takes a lot of energy to support the blockchain. And by no means am I an expert, anybody out there. Um, but um, uh, but what basically what the blockchain can do in terms of improving our ways of doing business, our ways of exchange, or... Um, I think in the long run is going to far outweigh the, you know, the, you know, the, the way that it does have a large carbon footprint. Now, I don't know exactly how, but I do think, I do think as it makes world commerce and person to person exchange more easy, um, more secure and less, um, less being able to be manipulated by bad actors. I do think it will improve life overall to create those opportunities. Um, and I think they're going to, I think they're going to, because they're going to have to figure out how to, how to do this with less energy. Like, I think I that's think right. I think that's right. I think it's going to be a natural evolution, but then also, you know, the, I think the production of energy is going to eventually change get better general. at it. Yeah. It, um, what, since you're an artist, I would say mm -hmm. maybe not first and foremost, but <laughs> you're you're an artist. You are an artist. You're an actor, you're an artist, an thanks, improviser, thanks, Jess. Yeah, among great. other things. It's great. Yeah. What would be your non-fungible, fungible, fungi? Fungible. Fun okay. What would be your non-fungible token? What would be my non-fungible token? What would you sell for non-fungible tokens? Um... Digital renderings of my ball hair. Is that what? Is that That's the answer. We're going to move on. Actually, it's a perfect time <laughs> to take a break uh, to not listen to us talk about uh, our sponsors because we already did that. Uh, enjoy this interlude while we do that.
Okay, welcome back to You Don't Know Nick, the podcast. Do you feel like you know more than when we first started? I know about these button-hanging yoga pants. Uh, so that, that explains a big mystery that I've had for a while now. Life-changing. Life-changing. And it really Life-changing. explains why you're only watching female dancers on TikTok. So we're going to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play a little bit of, a, of some music for you. Uh, this was suggested to us from uh, a friend who streams under the name Solkatu. So if you were to go to twitch.tv slash Solkatu, they are a fantastic jazz jazz musician, and he suggested this song to share with you. And we're going to share a little bit of, of it and, and get your get your temperature. You ready? Mm-hmm. He said, I love you on the plane. I said, I love you too. He said, everything's different now. Everything's changed. Always on the plane, always something new. I said, nothing's new, nothing's changed. I said, I need you. Uh, that reminds me of when when dubstep became a thing a little bit because of the loudness of that song yeah it's kind of like the like i was like how do i dance to this um you know coming from you know i used to go to a lot of raves back in the 90s Um, oh no really oh yeah Oh yeah! How did you bury the lead on that? Oh, I—I I mean, I don't know. Uh, were you like a Molly? Dr- oh no, were you like a? a I was a, not a rave ecstasy? kid. Oh, but I did do. Yeah, who does sure, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, I was not not a rave kid by any means. But no, but um, it was like the thing you did. It like, was a, a. It was a thing I did. Um, but and how I also, do you dance to music at a rave? Oh, it's di- well. The music was much more melodic than than like. You know, I mean, I don't know what the, you know, you know, um, <laughs> it was, you know, it was what Paul Oakenfold. It was, uh, you know, whatever. Um, it was trance. It was house. But, but yeah. So it reminds me of that. Of like, there. What? Okay. What you know these sounds? Uh, the it's kind of like a little dissonant, or at least to my ears, it sure, seems sure, little, sure, sure, sure. Seems a little off the beat, um, <laughs> but it also at the same time goes. I, I guess so. You got to keep finding new ways to create. So the, the popular music I thought meant and in, in sync. I thought that that was what pop was. What and it took me a long time to understand that pop is actually just what happens to be popular. Like what is the mm. most popular form of music? And you may get similar songs that sound like an NSYNC song that people are making today, but it's not ever going to have the same amount of um, cultural impact in the same way. Mm-hmm. So this one, this apparently this band could potentially head towards cultural impact. 
Is this some? Is this a band that has that that, that song had over a million views, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say we'll talk about other up and comers. Uh, there's a couple that I I know of and like, but basically, I'm pretty out of touch with fresh music right now. Also, so I I will say this: if I <laughs> sometimes I thank I thank God that we didn't have TikTok and Instagram when I was in high school and college because when I was in college and in my in my rave drug experimentation days I can only imagine the dumb shit I would have recorded myself doing like and that 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 is one of the things that I've watched like there's a certain dance step that I see a lot on these reels where it's like this sort of like kick hop turn side kick I don't know if you've seen this foot twists in kick this way Left foot up, left foot right. I don't only know, I only know some songs because of Fortnite. I don't know. I think that might be it. I don't know. I don't know. It, to me, to me, it reminds me very much of like, kind of like a rave dance style that that oh. I did way back then. But it's it's like an evolved thing. It's like dubstep had its own sort of thing. And like once I figured out like, oh, that's how they're dancing to dubstep. It's like, oh, I could do this. But it's it wasn't in my like where I come from is was a it was a different type of dance step, but it was very also unique to the time. Right, right. But I could totally, but I was, I considered myself to be pretty good at it. I could totally see myself, <laughs> you know, setting up the camera and, you know, doing my, <laughs> doing my cheesy steps. <laughs> which, which I thank God now, the only people who ever saw that were as high as I was in a dark room with flashing lights spinning around everywhere. There's something to be said for that, though, too, right? Is If everyone's pretty much on the same level, there's very little to feel embarrassed about because everyone else is about as out to lunch as you are. <laughs> you know? It's one, it's one of the things why I love live improv. It's because it's this thing that exists for, for a moment, and then it's gone. Yeah. And I don't, you know... You know, it's got its downside of like, oh, we did all that work to create that thing and nobody will ever see it again. But it's got its upside where it's just like, oh, it can just be what it is in that moment and we can move on. Um, I'm definitely somebody who's who fights against I, I, in my innate nature. I believe <laughs> a little bit in the sort of I think this is a Native American thing that uh, um, pictures steal your soul. Uh, from what I remember, I believe it is um, from uh, Australia. Oh yeah. The oh interesting. Uh, what's the Aborigines? Uh, the uh, the Maoris. No, uh, no that there that's New Zealand, but I don't know what the Aborigines. The Aboriginals, are. right? Uh, I believe is where I've heard that to be true of. It very well could also be a Native American. But that idea of pictures stealing your soul, I like I in in my DNA I feel that to be true, which is ironic that I'm an actor. Um and so I kind of look at it like, oh, I'm sh- sharing a piece of my soul. Um, sure, sure. I mean, it's much yeah. similar to it's very similar to how my mother says every time you have sex with somebody, you're giving them a piece of you. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> dude. That's one way to keep your number low. <laughs> She talk about they got I got fucked up in multiple ways and that was one of them to have sexual shame, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> dear lord. Uh, but I I read somewhere once that uh, if you're taking pictures actively or recording something of like a moment, like people are like oh let's take a selfie let's remember this or let's pick you're less likely to actually remember that moment mm. well and 
it re- that impacted me. I s- won't not take pictures of myself because again, you've got to put, put something on Instagram or whatever. Or like sometimes I do like how I look in that picture, so I'll share it. So it's always there. Uh, but a long time ago, I stopped caring if other people posted pictures that I wasn't like at my best in, right? Because like there used to be this whole trend of, hey, do you approve of this picture that I'm about to post of you? Or like, oh, I can't believe Ashley would post that picture of me. Like, of course, she wants to look prettier. And then I just stopped giving oh, wow. a fuck. I never needed to be the one that approved it. And and I also try not to I, – I actively don't take out my phone in social situations and I try not to be the one to suggest taking pictures of them because I, I, I want to try my best to just allow that moment to be ephemeral and, and enjoyable. It's true. And at the same time, as a person who doesn't take a lot of pictures, you look back and you're like, fuck, I don't have any pictures. Yeah. And and now that I'm, you know, now that I have a daughter and I have a child, you want pictures. Yeah. And it's tough because, like, I just want to be in a moment you know, with my family, and I don't want to pull out the camera. But I also know that if I don't pull out the camera, we won't have these pictures to look at. And so it's a real catch-22. And my daughter is totally in it. She, it's, a, it's a thing, and I've heard this from other parents. It's so mind-blowing. Kids love to look at pictures of themselves. Oh, wow. I mean, it's not shocking, but it's fascinating. It's one of her favorite activities. It's a daily activity. <laughs> Can I look at pictures? And she just looks at the ones of herself, and she looks mm-hmm. at videos of herself. And you're like, what is this doing to my child? Yeah. At the same time, I think this is just my child, but at the same time, anytime we pull out a camera, she's like, no, 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 no pictures, no camera, no camera. And I'm like, but you love looking at pictures of yourself. So if you don't let us take pictures, how can you look at huh. pictures? It's so, it's so weird. Huh. But the thing, this is, this is, I'll, I'll get to this thing. This blows my mind. One of the videos that she loves to watch is the day that she was born. And, and she gets it. She understands what she's looking at. Uh, I, she knows it's her. I mean, she doesn't, we're not seeing the actual birth. Like, we're not seeing the actual yeah, birth, okay. but we're seeing, we're not seeing that. We're seeing just post that where she's being taken care of by nurses and being, you know, and being cleaned off and being handed, handed to me and her mom. Um, and she loves that video. And I'm like, I've never, I mean, I've never seen it of myself, nor would I've ever conceived of it in any way until I was much, much older to even think about the fact that I would, that that's how I came into this world. Right. But she's carrying that with her at this age. I don't, it blows my mind. I have no idea how this is going to um, affect her. Yeah. The first time I've actually ever seen what birth looked like was by accident scrolling through Instagram just last week. Because they, sh- <laughs> I follow a doula, and sh- out comes this baby, and I'm like, <laughs> and I had very much the same existential re- realization that I too was like floppy. I, I was a C-section baby. We all were, but I, well, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot to, to process. Anyway, uh, I, I look forward to when we've been doing this for twenty years and we're totally out of touch. Uh, bringing Clem on and asking her how fucked up she is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe how how enlightened she is. Maybe, I, I, that's what I'm hoping it goes that direction. Well, you guys must understand we come into this world through through intense. Scenarios. It's why we don't remember it's the trauma we carry with us. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure she's gonna. That's the best part is that for as much as the kids like to make fun of us and vice versa, they're they're gonna walk out so much more educated than we are, and that's just 
the reality of it. Okay, uh, I have one last very important question for you. Okay. Give me the definition of OnlyFans as though you know what OnlyFans is. Because from what we've, we spoke about this prior, you don't know what OnlyFans is. And I advised you not to look it up. Did you look it up? God damn it, I, Nick! Well, I, I didn't look it up. I didn't look it up, look it up. I was too late. I, I had already Googling. put in OnlyFans. But I so I saw the homepage, but I didn't. I, I then I didn't continue to look. So if and you see okay, how about this? So if I, you didn't continue, if you were to have an OnlyFans page, what would and you still don't know hundred percent what it is? What do you think you would sell? What would your OnlyFans page be for you? I I you know it's funny. I did I did kind of think about this because I was like, oh, this feels if it is what I think it is, which is just it's not a it's. My guess is is that it's not about like Instagram or Facebook where, where you're supposed to be like socializing with friends. That this is like a, a, you have people who follow you, your videos or whatever, but who are just your fans. They're not your friends. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, it's you're my doing guess. really well. And I could be. Okay. And, and so I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't like – one of the things I don't like self-promoting myself on Instagram and stuff like that is because I don't want my I, – I don't – not my friends judging me for whatever stupid shit I think of. Um, and so I thought, oh, well, maybe I, maybe this is something I could do. But what would I, <laughs> what would I do? I can't remember what I, what I thought of. So now let's just see if I can think of something now. Yeah, go, go to OnlyFans.com slash Nick Masu. What are people going to get? What, is it like your ability to name books? Is it going to be you giving advice for like day to day? Or you can get you so I'm that, that you think you that could generate fans. Your fans will want to see from you. I feel like I have to do something really okay. dumb, okay, in order okay. to get fans, right? Don't I? Don't I have to do something like really stupid, or or something that that maybe is like depends on it depends on what like you a, personally qualify as stupid. It, it might not be like you know another man's stupid is another man's trash. Like like if I sh- like if I like shaved people's names into my chest, be like hey. Uh, like and subscribe, and I'll shave Strangely, your name in my chest. For however wrong you are about what you think OnlyFans is, that would work. So, so <laughs> right? That's what I'm like. It's like something dumb. Uh, and okay, so OnlyFans right? uh, primarily is used to share to be in control. Is uh, OnlyFans is for porn and <laughs> oh. And women or men, I'm sorry, people at different levels of subscription can give different items. Sometimes it could just be a pretty picture. Sometimes it's them in cosplay. Sometimes it's just them with their top off. Maybe it's just the bottom. Sometimes there's full nudes. Sometimes there's full sex. And at different, it's basically, you know, you're familiar with Patreon? I mean, somewhat. So like Heartbeats, our TV show that we're on, would have a Patreon, right? It could like it could fit into a Patreon. Mm-hmm. At a hundred dollar level, you're a producer. At a fifteen dollar level, you get a special thanks at the end of the show or something like that. Like that's And you get you get like access to like videos that other people like don't get access a, a to type of deal. And that's definitely one way Heartbeats may go one day. For OnlyFans, it is that, but for sexual reasons. And so the reason I brought it up to you is you could just show people your chest hair and they'd be super into it. You find the niche of what you offer and for me it might be my feet i'm on wiki feet did you know this 
people have uploaded no. pictures of me that my feet are in. And so I'm at, I'm at that tier of celebrity where my feet are Googleable on Wiki, Wiki or searchable on Wiki feet. But, but, and do Whatever. you, are you okay with this? I mean, I'm not selling them. But you're not getting, you know, I'm not like mm-hmm. holding up my foot and licking them and going here, Stanley, pay me $500. There's a certain level of desperation I might hit where that's about as far as I'll go to. I'm not going to, I would never. You know, there is, there is someone cool. out there and maybe multiple people who have masturbated to your feet. Uh, Here's the thing. I'm not unsure that people who are watching my stream aren't masturbating to me. I I I don't know what gets people (laughs) off. Do you know what I mean? Like I have no control. There, I once read a story, and I'm gonna believe it's true that a woman was uh, someone was watching Tom Hiddleston in the in the play he was in most recently before the pandemic, and was sitting next to a woman that was more than likely masturbating the entire time. Every time he would talk and, and listen, like everybody's kinks are, are, are worthy, whatever. Don't hurt other people. I don't know. I don't know. I, I try to, th- those are things that th- I can't think about when I go to sleep at night. And yeah, well, you don't want to think about, <laughs> or you do want to think about it. <laughs> I, if I thought about it, there's a deep hole. That's, oh, Jesus, that's not helpful. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think that you starting a wholesome OnlyFans is a really great way to go. Uh, so, so wait, so, so you know, if you start an OnlyFans, you know that the people who are watching you are going to be turned on by what you're doing. Like, that's the whole thing, right? You're trying to, they're coming, they're coming, they're yeah, subscribing no, to yeah. your page. Great, great. But you could do anything. I don't have to, like, I don't you have don't to wake it to out do or that. something it's like that. It's certainly I could, your. <laughs> I could just sit there bare chested and just like soft. You could do off. that. Absolutely. Could you could be an ASMR off. boy. Yeah. And you could also like just. But I I see a world where you're wearing just an apron, and and cooking eggs. Okay. Or like you could like you could give the boyfriend experience to people, or like the husband experience, and just like, hey, what do you want for breakfast? And like people would fucking eat that shit up. People are lonely. And what happens on OnlyFans is that they get to find the niche of what they're into. And if you are comfortable providing that, you can make money. How, how do I well, make you money? you got to find your it? niche. And I think your niche is Harry Chat. Well, I know, but so they pay money subscribe, to, 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 like to be, be able to, to subscribe. To the items that you're, you're offering. And so like... So I got to give some stuff away for free so that you know... You could do that. Yeah, I think I, you could do that. I think um, someone like... Okay, here's last question. And then we're going to move on to the final segment. Do you know who Belle Delphine is? Mm. Belle Delphine. Say again, what's the name? I'm going to show you a picture mm-hmm. of her. So you don't know who Belle Delphine is. I'm going to show you a picture of Belle Delphine. Are you ready? No. You're not, actually. It's so true. Three, two, one, Belle Delphine. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Uh, okay. She is, I think, the most popular OnlyFans person. Is this, but this is a and, lot of filters, right? These are filters? Uh, nope. She's super cute and young. But like, there's, there's filters. I mean, that on, picture is touched okay, up, yeah. but, but that one, no. Not so much. She's holding a, a, an octopus, which is actually very disturbing and hurts my heart a little bit. But this is like a whole movement of uh, face that 
women are doing now in porn. And she's, I don't know if she's the iteration of it. I mean, that's pretty, she's pretty cute, but she's 19. So don't get too excited. I know. I know. <laughs> Cry yourself to sleep. I do. So this is, this is, this is what I, this goes all the way back to what I was saying that Gen Z makes me scary for my daughter and her future. You combine you combine that with our talk of the blockchain, where all of, where the sort of digital world becomes more accessible and more predominant in our life. I'm scared. I'm scared. I just want to. That's where I become the Unabomber, and I just want to go live in the woods. I got it. I got it. And, um, uh, it's hard. It's a hard. It's a hard balance to strike where. She's an adult and gets to choose this, even though I feel like at 19, you think you know everything. And that's pretty much why people are annoyed with Gen Z, because a lot of them are 19 right now. And that's really tough, because I thought I knew everything when I was 19. Uh, and then I realized how uh, immature I was 10 years later. Uh, but that's a choice, and it's a viable choice that people can make, is that that kind of living but it isn't one that we want for people that are close to us. That's that's an existential question we can answer. But how do we how do we answer that without judgment towards others? This, choices? you know, when I think about this, it makes it makes me think of. I want to get a little biblical here. Yeah, great. It makes me think of the image that I had of like why Jesus coming to save the world was was necessary because like people had become like like heathens and like worshiped pagan gods and they were like hedonistic and they had like you know like they had just really been like straight as far away from god as they could and right. and were doing all these sort of like you know self-pleasurable things and it was all about themselves and yada yada like the sort of and my image of that was like <laughs> was basically just like i don't know like a, a carnival of sin you know of you know, people of doing debauching. Really, yes, of debauching. <laughs> and when I see what you just showed me, and I think about like what you know, where where we're where we're potentially headed, that's the image that comes to me. It's like, oh, this is what this is this why is Jesus the, showed up. <laughs> why Jesus came. But then I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm also like you. It's like, eh, well, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and I think that's what at the end of the day. I don't have to worry about a three-year-old in my life at the moment, but I think education and conversation and, and, and healthy awareness and her feeling safe to talk to you about stuff is probably going to help her make the, mo the most educated choices as these things come up. I think that's about the only tools you're going to have to help her make decisions that she'll feel proud of 20 years later. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I am different. I think that we're Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, and I don't know, you, I don't necessarily uh, believe in Jesus anymore. I believe he was a cool guy. Uh, but I still think about Sodom and Gomorrah. And I feel like LA and Las Vegas are going, going mm. first. But, mm -hmm. but also, I too don't worry about it. As long as you're not hurting other people, that's kind of where I follow. I fall, I fall into that category. And she, we're going to get more into Val Delphine next week. So tune in. We're gonna, I'm going to show you some of her music and I'm going to um, share with you some of her most brilliant marketing tactics that may make you feel different about Belle Delphine. So uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, you're going to have to tune in to 
<laughs> to break more of Nick's brain. Uh, but for as, as our sign off or as like our final thing, final segment of the show, uh, we're we're introducing to you, Jess, you don't know Nick. So <laughs> wait, I was supposed to be able to say that's my oh, okay. line. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I thought I was going to give the best line reading. Go for it. What, what are we doing next, Nick? Well, I mean, this is, you know, we've talked about this, but we haven't talked about this with anybody who's listening that you don't know Nick. <laughs> Seems very Nick centric, and so why not double down? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to get Jess in there. It's not. It's not. It's not. Jess, you don't know Nick. It's Jess, you don't know Nick. I thought it was about you, brother. Well, we didn't know what it was about, but we just liked the title and that it. <laughs> could I be thought about this it. was another segment where we just got to know you better. That's what I was anticipating. But here's the thing. You, this is your idea. This is your your pony. You get to write it. Well, I, it. no, no, we can do what you, what you have because I no, didn't actually. Pre- I have nothing. We, I have nothing prepared. Well, I, didn't, I don't have anything prepared either. But what I imagined preparing was was Gen X trivia for you, and maybe that's what I'll do next time. This is this really was, sad. I thought it was just going to be like you asking me like a like Jessica. I don't know this about you. Tell me. But you know what? Fuck it. Too late. You don't care. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My name is Jessica Linverdi. This what. Is- <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought I was gonna ask you. I thought I was gonna learn something about Nick that you wanted to share with us. That's what I thought. And then oh, when I when you say Jess, you don't know Nick. Could be like about me, and like you can ask me questions, like about yeah. myself. But that's okay. No, I I do want to know. No, I do want. It's okay. Uh, this has been great. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully next week you'll actually prepare something because I put a lot of thought into this. Um, uh, Nick. You aren't, 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 you're not on social media, so this doesn't matter. If you want to follow our podcast, you can find us at twitter.com slash don't know Nick. And if you have any questions, you can email me at Jessica Verdi, V-E-R-D-I business at gmail.com. We also have a website where you can find out where those special codes are going to take you to and why. And Nick, anything you want to tell these people before we leave? Yeah, I want to let those... Two people who are listening right now decide for <gasps> Do us. Do not insult our audience. No, no, I, that was insulting myself. I'm sorry. I I pray that there are a lot of people listening, but I'm self-deprecating. That was, that was a self-deprecation. It, you have to be careful because it could sound like you're judging the two people that are going to no, listen. No, I love those two people. And, okay, I, great, great, and great. I will take my shirt off and cook. I will cook. I will open up oh, <laughs> a fans-only site. And they can be, those two people can watch me cook and be their what was would you say faux relationship the boyfriend experience yeah the boyfriend experience no whoever's listening maybe you could help us decide what the jess you don't know nick segment is all about so if you have any ideas or thoughts tweet at us I think I think or or use the email address that I just gave, which is jessicaverdibusiness at gmail.com. I think that's right. If you have any suggestions for us or something that's Gen Z that I don't know, we'll take those suggestions. And special thanks to Solkatu who let us into that music, which by the way was a hundred gex. G-E-C. And we'll link the the song on our website as well. I'm gonna Nick? listen to it. I actually, I actually like it. Uh, not actually. That makes it sound like I shouldn't. Um, I, I super dig it. I, I can already tell I'll, I'm into it. I'm going to resist every temptation to Google Delphine. Please do not. I, 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 
our our viewers will ha- our listeners will have no reason to tune in a week from now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm going to yes, I'm going to resist every temptation. Also, the last thing you need is to have Belle Delphine on your Google <laughs> list. <laughs> That's the last thing you need. Nick, the pleasure has been yours. Uh, thank you, thank you. It's, I've really enjoyed being here with myself. Oh my god, my cats are hissing. That's that's really the time to go. Bye, Nick. Bye, Jess. Thanks so much for listening to You Don't Know Nick podcast. Do us a favor and give a review wherever you like podcasts or give it a subscribe. And if you want to find out more ways to support our show, go to youdon'tknownick.com. that was a JLV production.